The Bunker Project is no longer sponsored by Wix.com, but it's still a great place to start a website online. It is. I started one there today. Welcome back to another episode of The Bunker Project. This is Bunker Project episode number 131. 31 already. It is indeed. And we're going to talk about the perfect tweet, Google kills reader and loses 150,000 people's accounts, and much, much more. All right, welcome back to another awesome show. This is Andrew McGivern at Podcast here on Twitter. We're going to jump right into the roundtable introductions. Excellent. Yeah. So what we'll do this time is we'll say name, Twitter, handle, and... uh, how heavily do you rely on Google products? Ooh. I like and, that. Uh, yeah, I use uh, Google everything pretty much. Um, if I was to, if, if some of these Google products were just to suddenly disappear, I'd be like, oh, that would really hurt. Especially since uh, I'm heavily embedded in Gmail. And uh, uh, recently, 150,000 people just lost their Google accounts. That's gotta hurt. Yeah. So especially if they relied on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if oh, that was yeah. their business email. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, be... but if you have a business and you have a website, and you're not using your website email as your email. No, but using... you could you could still be using Google Apps, right? And oh you, yeah. Yeah, you'd be using Gmail as the back end for the email, but yeah, that would hurt. Anyways, uh, Margaret. Hello, Margaret, uh, BC underscore insurance gal. I called shotgun, so I'm sitting in Bob's chair today. And Google, um, I use it quite a bit for the Hangouts with Extras, for the web shows that I do. Uh, but I have to say, other than that, I'm not that embedded into it, other than the Buffer app and a couple of other apps. But uh, I, you know, I would miss it, but I could live. Cool. Randall. Randall. Hi. Randall Orser at Number Crunchers. Um, Google, no, I don't. I have Gmail, but it's only personal. I don't use Google Docs. I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm on Google Plus. Don't do a hell of a lot with it yet. So, so not very deeply embedded in Google. Sanj Wow, I'm so surprised that people are not that crazy about Google here. Looks like my clients are. Um, I don't use uh, Google as much. I'm I'm with uh, Andrew. I like Gmail. I've used Google Apps a, a tiny bit, just enough to. Uh, educate my my clients, but uh, I, I agree with Andrew. If Gmail went away, I think I would be lost because all my personal uh, mail goes there. Um, a big fan now warming up to Google Plus. Uh, I'm, I'm begin- beginning to take it a bit more seriously now. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Twitter handle is at Genesis Designs, G-E-N-E-S-Y-S Designs. And uh, we do websites, your one-stop website shop. So why why, do you, why are you taking Google Plus more seriously now? Like what's, um, what's changed or what are you, are you using it differently? Or The last few workshops that I've taken with Google Plus uh, have really sort of opened my eyes. I always used to think it was uh, Google's answer to Facebook. It, is, it isn't. It's, it's, a, it's a completely different market. Uh, what I'm beginning is I'm connecting better with, with the techies, uh, either my... Uh, uh, university buddies or uh, with other programmers and designers. Uh, I, I, I seem it feels like they're all hang out there. I have a better interaction. We talk tech talk, 
and uh, things get done faster. With Facebook, it's usually, uh, you know, uh, gossip and, and other useless ch chatter. Mm -hmm. A lot of the big bloggers are on Google Plus now because they get indexed. Yeah. As soon as they post, they get indexed. So. Yeah, that's one other reason too. Because like when one of the workshops uh, said that video is going to be the next blogging uh, platform, like just like we went nuts about blogs. Now, if you if you don't have videos on your website, uh, just because uh, YouTube is married to Google, they're going to let uh, more SEO weightage to videos. So I thought use YouTube, Google Plus, and Google uh, Search in general. And you're, you're, you, you better, the earlier you start, the better presence you have. That's mm -hmm. where Google Plus is really strong because not only do you have the communities where it makes it easy to, you know, to connect with those tech people or whatever community you want to be in or create your own, but the fact that it is so integrated into YouTube and we can do our hangout and you know, an hour-long show is you know, within five minutes on the YouTube channel. You You're try right. uploading a YouTube video that long and you'd you know, be waiting days. Mm -hmm. I mean, one yeah, thing, exactly. One thing for sure, like, I mean, what Google has done it, like I just recently, uh, a client of mine rubbed my face in um, uh, Office 365, which is uh, the Google Apps equivalent of Microsoft. Holy cow, log in there and you'll see how Microsoft can really screw things up. <laughs> it's done so poorly and it's so frustrating. I don't blame the client for actually wanting to jump ship. Like they got on it real quick and they want to get off just as equally fast. I know Bonnie's a big fan of, of Google products, and uh, she's, she'll, she'll be arriving late, but uh, on, be, on her behalf, I know that she uses Google Docs as the big believer in the yeah. Google platform. I'm, I'm a big fan of Google, uh, Google, Google Docs and Google, all Google products, really. And uh, they, I still have a Hotmail account. I use that as kind of a throwaway email. And they recently upgraded me to Outlook.com. And the interface is really cool. Like, it's really crisp and clean and easy to navigate. But then when you click on the calendar, instead of being in an Outlook.com calendar, it brings you to, like, not even the current version of, of MSN calendar. And it totally looks like some old website. Like, why couldn't they, before they released it, actually made a calendar a part of Outlook.com? It's kind of, that's a Microsoft thing, right? Okay, yep. shall we continue on with the roundtable? Yes, we shall. To our newcomer, the Daddy Blogger. Hi there, Ricky Shetty. It's my first ever um, Bunker Project meetup, so I'm looking forward to uh, what's to come. Um, my website's daddyblogger.ca. I write about parenting from a father's perspective. So if you're a dad, definitely uh, check out daddyblogger.ca. My Twitter handle is Tokyo Ricky. I used to live in Japan. That's why it's Tokyo and then Ricky, R-I-C-K-Y. And then... So is that how you know Bob? Yeah, that's... Uh, well, I didn't know him from Japan, but uh, we have that thing in connection. I'm not married to a Japanese. I'm married to a Filipino, but uh, we definitely have a lot for Japan in common. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in terms of uh, Google, I, I use uh, YouTube a lot. Uh, I have about 70,000 views and about 1,000 videos on my channel. So if uh, my YouTube channel crashed, I'd lose like all the memories of my daughter and <laughs> all the little videos I made of her. So that would be a heartbreaker because I don't even back up a lot of the stuff because it takes so much memory. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times I'll upload it and then I'll um, delete them. But I do have some of my main videos uh, backed up, but not all of them. So I definitely would like to keep my YouTube channel running as, soon, as much as possible. I also do use Google Plus Hangouts quite a bit, and I have a Gmail account. Um, so those are three big Google products I use, Gmail, YouTube, and Google Plus Hangouts. Cool. 
And um, you have a meetup too. Did you mention that? I know I didn't mention that. So if you're living in Vancouver, BC, Canada, you're welcome to come join my meetup. It's uh, yvrdads.com. I know Andrew's a new father, and so is uh, Sanj over here, and I'm not sure about Randall over there, but I know Bob is as well. So, uh, you know, any other dads, they're welcome, and um, anyone who wants to be a dad or is interested in the subject of fatherhood, you're welcome to join our meetup. We meet on the first Wednesday of the month, and we have about 30 to 40 dads. Wow. Really? And Owen Clark is going to be presenting there. He's been to the Bunker Show before. Yeah, we've had Di Manuel at the first one, Jonathan Christian at the second one, Kyle Urbendorf at the next one. Rupert Whiting and then Owen Clark's uh, scheduled to speak, um, I think, in June. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very good. So that almost finishes the roundtable. We've got a couple uh, uh, pieces of feedback. Um, that's like almost a record, I would say, eight minutes. Well, we are missing a few people. <clears throat> yeah, that's so, true. But let's, let's take the record. And but even, even, even so, we're still, we, we went through it pretty quick. Uh, Craig from Down Under. Uh, he sent in an email, and he said, because uh, I told him we're probably not going to be able to get the Hangout going, and I was right, because with one computer, it's a little bit difficult to set everything up. Uh, and um, he said, in, he, here's a few topics for the show, so if anybody wants to talk about this a little later, we can get into it. Feed.com has uh, all the standard social media stuff, followers, comments, etc., but it's also a blogging platform, and it manages to p uh, a paywall as well, so you can charge for your content which so that's p-h-e-e-d -E feed yes feed like fishing feed yeah and posterous is disappearing so he's saying is this the thinning of the herd uh he says remember the dos days when everyone had their own version of dos but eventually the world settled on ms dos <laughs> is social media going the same way and also ford has released an sdk for their cars Developers will now be able to build apps, including social media plugins, directly for a car. So Stitcher as a channel on a like just like Stitcher is in the is in uh, the Ford and uh, many other um, uh, brands, uh, automotive brands have Stitcher built in now, uh, and Facebook check-ins from your cruise control. So that's interesting. Are we going to see the merge of online and everyday tech? So. Oh, yeah, if for people listening, everybody's got copies of the show notes. So now you'll hear these paper, pa uh, wrestle, wrestle, paper wrestle. wrestling all over the place and stuff like that. So I don't know. That's pretty interesting. Anybody want to chime in on any of that stuff? I'm just afraid to find out. Next thing, I already, when I go to Netflix, I already see what movies Andrew watches because it tells me. <laughs> Actually, it's not 100% true. It's a little bit inaccurate. <laughs> okay, what Andrew... Disregard and, the porn. <laughs> <laughs> There's no porn on, on no. Netflix. Yeah, so uh, now I, I'll, if Andrew gets Facebook uh, login in his car, then I'll soon be finding Andrew is going 80 kilometers per hour on Granville. <laughs> <laughs> It'll always be the same speed because it's the, it's the SkyTrain. So <laughs> do they, if they have in every seat, if they have a little check-in, but, but I guess that's what your phone's for. Yeah, it's like, really, when, when does this start to become ridiculous? Yeah. But it's like social media, it's like, you know, when you really think of it, there's so many different platforms. Uh, it probably wouldn't hurt for, I don't know, maybe there's some niches and some of them will stick around, but it can, you know, it can be pared down a lot and still have a lot of variety for the different groups, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, the rock god, he's still, can you believe it? He's still down in Mexico. The bastard. Let's uh, hear what he has to say. 
Hi, uh, this is Paul, the rock god. I'm calling from Mazatlan, Mexico, and I'm calling for the Bunker Project. Um, just want to say, hi, guys. I'm still in Mexico. I've got no voice. That's why it sounds like I'm in a washroom. And um, uh, somebody said on the last show that it did sound like I was in the washroom. But uh, I'm there a lot, but not when I'm calling you guys. <laughs> but I do appreciate the uh, shout-out. It's nice and sunny here it was cold last week, but now it's uh, smoking hot and sunny, and uh, we're partying it up. We had a big St. Patrick's Day party down here. It was out till 3 in the morning last night. Um, but I hope you're all doing well, and I will uh, see you in a couple weeks. All right. Paul the Rock God, partying it up for four or five weeks down in Mexico. Did we tell him that you know he has to bring back presents for the bunker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put this show up right away so he hears it before he comes back. We bottle, want presents. Bottle of tequila each. <laughs> and not yeah, that tequila, cheap shit. Tequila is good. Uh, what else is good from, from Mexico? Um, tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Don, don, the uh, other stuff's don, not illegal. <laughs> Don. Uh, Don uh, it's a little Don Julio Rapazzo. Don Julio, yeah. Yeah, I'll take, oh, yes. I'll take one of those. That's good. Yeah. All right. So... The reason Bob's not here right now is because he and Marcel are over at a special pre-screening event for the Game of Thrones. So they get to see it before everybody else does. And uh, they're going to be coming back uh, for possibly the end of this show. Probably not. They'll probably make it for the second show, which will come out next week. So uh, you might see uh, you might see them this, this, this week, but probably not. We just got another Bunker Maven just arrived in the house. We got the nosy Paul Maven. Hi, how's it going? Or is he the anti-lawyer Maven? I can't remember. No, no, no. We're all anti-lawyer Mavens. Okay, so Paul, your Twitter handle, your uh, what you're up to these days, and... What was the other question? Uh, or do you rely on Google? Yeah, how <laughs> dependent on you are, are on Google and Google products. Yes. Uh, hello? Uh, is this, this microphone working? Yep. Yeah, we, so we hear you loud and clear. It's a little on the loose side. And, uh, okay, uh, so, so uh, do you want to go through those questions again? Sure. Your name? One by one. Name, uh, Twitter, and do you rely on how, how to what extent do you, do you rely on Google products? Okay. Like Gmail, so Google Reader, uh, FeedBurner. YouTube, and you know all that stuff, and they just came up with a new product today, Google Keep. Google Keep, yeah. Well, I think they keep everything, don't they? <laughs> um, they towards uh, the first. I am Paul Nosy Paul N O Z I uh, Paul P A U L on Twitter at Nosy Paul. So where did Nosy come from again? I can't remember. Uh, that was a uh, down to the fact that I tried to register the logo Nosy N O Z I. And it was rejected by the um, by the Canadian Intellectual Property Office on the grounds that it's the word Nazi, despite the fact that they also rejected on the grounds that it's also the London Olympic logo, according to them, rearranged. So, uh, which it actually was. But, <laughs> but how is uh, it the word Nazi? It's not even it's, it's not spelled the same. Uh, N O Z I. But if you look at it, the the O is actually an A, and uh, or at least according to the uh, the Canadian Intellectual Property. If you have so many black beers that you stare at an O, <laughs> you start to see an A. Uh, well, th this was this was when I was regretfully very sober. Um, so, uh, so 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 
that that's that. Uh, reliance on Google, way too much. And all I really use is the search engine and the YouTube. Uh, I'm using YouTube at the moment to try and learn Chinese. Washapool, Daja Hao Washapool, which means, uh, hello everyone, I'm Paul. Nice. Neho Ma. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Ow. And uh, that is a wrap for the round table introductions. And I'm here with my co-host, Margaret Reynolds. Hello. All right. So we talked about Twitter. We had, a, we had an awesome seminar with uh, Bonnie. Was it two episodes ago? Yes, it was. Yeah. And um, <coughs> actually, Bob suggested this topic. It's called How to Write a Perfect Tweet. And isn't that rather subjective? It was actually it is subjective, and that's why we he uh, he said we we might want to pick this apart. But actually, it was kind of aimed at Bonnie, but uh, she's not here yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll have another beer. She's not here yet, but uh, basically, we'll put this in the show notes. It says how to build the perfect tweet. And it's got a call to action in the front. And I've never done this. Put, a, put square brackets around uh, something that's making, kind of saying that it's a call to action. Like in the example, he says, blog. I really, who does I've never seen, I've, I hardly ever see that. So this is the thing that stood out you know, that I've, you know, I don't really I know that's see that, 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 that you kind of strike me as like, ooh, something to ignore and move on. Yeah. And then the message, which is, um, you know, the message or the main message of the tweet, and it says, don't use, uh, use proper punctuation, cap, don't use, um, including capital letters, no text speak. Or I would have to agree with that. I like seeing all words, you know, or, or total words, because otherwise, it's, okay, what is that? Unless it's something like WTF or OMG, you know, it's like the basic, basic ones. But other than that, I want to see real words. Yeah. So no, uh, no, like license plates in the tweet. No, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Later. Yeah, later. L T R. Okay, that is annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, we're not twelve. Yeah, so basically, they're saying don't abbreviate anything other than numbers. So you could use the number six instead of six. Well, I think you can replace and with the symbol. You know, yeah. Symbol. You know, let's 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 not get I think too. That would yeah, sense. that that's that that's that's cool. One thing I found interesting is that uh, they're saying shorten all URLs, which is obvious, but they're saying studies actually show that Bitly links generate the most retweets. Well, Bitly's awesome because you can have your own free Bitly account, and then when you use Bitly to sh shorten things, which Buffer does automatically links to your Bitly account, then you can go into your Bitly account and see who's been clicking on your links, or how, or not who, but how many uh, how many clicks you've been getting. So, And you can also do custom Bitly's. So I think, you know, that gives you certainly a huge leg up, and I would recommend using it. What I want to tell Bitly is I have an idea for Bitly. If Bitly uh, programmers are listening, it's great when you're posting a link. Say if I have a really long URL and I go through Bitly and it shortens it, if that's the, the person posting it. From the recipient side, if I get a message like a DM saying, Sanj, check this out, and if it's a Bitly link, I don't know what it is. It could be spam. It could be crap. Well, I think they need to use more words rather than sound to check this out. Yeah. It should be, you know, say, here's a great tip on blah, 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 then click on it. Yeah, I wouldn't click on it Just someone just telling me, hey, click on this. Uh, absolutely. So but what you're saying is you, when you get that's the not message. A, that's not a problem of Bitly. That's a problem of the person no, no, writing not, the tweet. No, what, are, what, are you, what are you saying? Is, I know what he's saying. He's when he gets the message that someone says, Sanj, yeah. you should see okay. what these people are talking about yeah. you. 
you want to actually hover over it and see what they're talking without. Yeah, actually. no, exactly. What I want to do is, uh, it, maybe it's not Billy, it's Twitter, that w- once you do a mouse over, it should give me the expanded link so I know where that link is pointing to. Yeah. I think that would be a Twitter. That would that would make a good that would be a good idea. Yeah. But what if it's pointing to like a Google shortened link or another shortened link, and then then I guess it's a Twitter issue. Then Twitter could probably work that. that out. I don't know if Twitter could do that though. If it went down, but why that would you why far. would you bitly shorten Google link? That just you know that's just silliness. Well, maybe because you don't want people to hover over and see where they're going. To mask. Then you're trying to hide things you shouldn't be doing and shame on you anyway. I mean, exactly. almost always, if I get it from Andrew or somebody that I know, I will click on it. But if it comes anonymous, like somebody I just followed yesterday. Oh, I never, yeah, I never clicked on no, that. No, that's, that's true. Not gonna happen. Always about But I, I've been getting things from people I know and their accounts have been hacked. And, oh, uh, that's true. And that's true. Uh, well, it if doesn't it starts sound off like with, them. Did you see this picture of you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't sound yeah. like them. So I'm like, well, especially I'm not when it's. That. Is, is that a common one? Because I've, I've had that a few times. If that's a common one. Or did you see? this blog post about you you never click on those or you should see what people are saying about you on the internet yeah don't click on that one you know what's embarrassing I did and then before you know it all your followers know that you are so conscious about what people are posting you know what I mean yeah it goes out to all your followers and it makes you a very embarrassing situation yeah, Marcel did the same thing because it came from it, someone that you he only trusted. do it once. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. but I, I got one of those uh, a tweet uh, on that from my from my daughter. It came to my private tweets. You know, the DM, the direct. DMs, that's that's yeah. where it comes to. Yeah, and I, I got one of those. It was supposedly from my daughter. She didn't send it, and that's because it. She's she's been hacked. Yeah. Right, and that happens regularly. Yes. Okay. Never Very click common. on those. Well, I mean, it depends on how how strong your password is. It depends on. Uh, whether you click on, you know, links that give people access to, well, that infect your computer, and uh, you know, then you okay, know, yeah. okay. Somebody's been clicking on things they shouldn't, so yeah, they need to <laughs> clean it up, uh, change your password, make it a stronger password. I've run across some people lately that have like seriously wimpy passwords. It's like, okay, that's just not cutting it nowadays. You really need to step up your game. How do you find out their passwords? Because I was setting up stuff for them. Oh, it's oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, but. If I didn't have them. They gave it to me to help them out. <laughs> if you're using a, uh, a password that's easy for you to remember, it's probably a password that's easy for other people to hack. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you got to make it a bit more complex, or you know, and put a symbol or do some weird shit and write it well, down somewhere where it's not on your computer. You know, there's a lot. You know of how many times I've told people that, and you know what they do? Like they'll do Andrew with instead of A, they'll put four, and instead of uh, E, they'll put three. You know, like make it alphanumeric. Don't don't. Don't think the hackers are idiots. No, you need, like, you need to make, make a bit more of them than that. Yeah, yeah, make it more complicated, and it cannot be a dictionary word. All yeah. hackers know to swap fours and a's and e's and threes. Yeah. Well, there's a it, lot well, of password a, generator. Yeah, there's password generator yeah, and yeah, password pass, vaults. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Last pass, one pass. Those yeah, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to need to get one of those because I think I've probably got about 30 different passwords. Yeah, I'm the same, and I and you know for some reason there's a couple accounts that I always forget the password. And I've got so many passwords and variations of passwords that I always uh, uh, just forgot password. They must think I'm an idiot. What do you guys use for a password vault? No, I'm just, I just have a bunch of complex passwords. Yeah. Um, How do you keep tab of those? Well, it, 
basically, I uh, we could tell you, but then we'd have to kill you. <laughs> no, the, the way that the way that I've done it is it, it's based on when I signed up for the service. I'll remember gotcha. generally. Okay, it was back then. I used to use that password. Oh, I see. And um, you know, and as you get older, Andrew, that's going to get harder <laughs> and harder. <laughs> and it's happening right now. Like uh, it's getting harder and, and also harder too, to when you, as, as your child distracts you more. Yeah. So, so anyway, if, speaking of distracted, I think we should all take a drink because that was a pretty good uh, diversion. Yeah, it was indeed. So destination. So after we've had our call to action, had our well-worded message and our bitly shortened URL. Destination said make 90% of your tweets link to articles, blog posts, pictures, or videos that relate to your message. Really? They needed to say that? Where the hell else would you send them to? Yeah, well, I mean... People put link bait up sometimes that is, is just, uh, you know, bait and, the bait when, and switch, when, the yeah. old bait and switch When you trick. figure those out, you unfollow them. And absolutely, them. absolutely. But, you know. And it did say, interesting, that links don't always have to be at the end of the tweet. So I think it depends on the wording and how, what makes gonna, what's going to make the most sense for you. Yeah. yeah you know what? They're probably hoping that, you know, they put some interesting... Uh, message in the t- in the tweet, and then they have a link to some Amazon affiliate link, and then they're probably hoping that oh shoot, what does this have to do with it? And then oh, I might as well go shopping. I'm you here know, already. I saw I, I saw an interesting tweet on the way down, and it said, you know, you know those fill in the blank tweets that some people send out. They said they get ninety percent more engagement than other tweets. I didn't click on the link yet because I was on my way here, but I did. What's the fill in the blank? What am I? You know, it's like you know when you you know they ask you part of a question, you have to fill in. Oh, I see. But apparently, people love that and will actually respond and fill in the blank. Yeah, I've heard that on Facebook. It's just so freaking annoying. Yeah, I think it's annoying too. I think it makes the person look sound or look really needy. I'm like, engagement is a good thing, but don't. Trying too hard. Well, to and get also too, yeah. sometimes the yeah. questions are really irrelevant and have nothing to do with your business. It's like you know, also too, and it's like um, none of your business, kind yeah. of, you know. Right. But it's funny because there's a few people that I follow you know, on Facebook that um, that do those questions, and they get a ton of people replying to them. So uh, those, some, sometimes it works for, for them. I guess, I guess apparently it, it does. So hashtags, I mean, what's your guys' view on hashtags? I kind of think, unless there's some real like value to it and there's some p- specific you know, hashtag, really, I wouldn't use them as a general rule. But this says we should. Yeah, it says we should use one to two in each message. Okay, we're, we're I don't use them words. unless, like, if I'm, if I'm talking about, if I was to tweet right now and say, um, we're here uh, at the bunker show. I'd, I'd instead of saying bunker sh- bunker project, I'd say pound bunker project, and just put that in the sentence. Yeah, I've done that a couple of <coughs> times here. Yeah, so I would I would agree with that. But also, we're at a, pr- a particular event, and we're talking about the bunker project. Makes sense. If I'm just sending out regular tweets about finance or saving money or other things, I you know, it's like why would I want to use a valuable real estate um, to include a hashtag? Yeah. Well, unless of course it's like. You know, you're tweeting about a, an event, like you said, yeah, or a particular be, it, subject, it, it like really does, does hashtag have to be a, taxes, right, for it's me. It's going to be a valuable reason, but yeah, yeah, you wouldn't do that all the time when oh you God, tweet. Oh, no. So, so what, what they're saying is that by using a hashtag, you can get increased reach uh, uh, above and beyond your followers. Do you guys ever search based on hashtags? Yeah, yeah I do sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, but very often. Not often. Yeah. But then I think I, I agree. It gets very repulsive when you get uh, some uh, tweet posts with like pound Burnaby, pound Coquitlam, pound Surrey, pound. It just, I'm like, stop it. You yeah. Know? And you yeah, just like, want to pound them. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes like I'll search for a topic like podcasting or, or um, 
something very specific for a hashtag. Yeah. Um, sometimes you find some interesting tweets. I'd be surprised if anybody does a pound or yeah, hashtag life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I'll I, skip that. Yeah, I want to find out more about life insurance. Shh. Yeah, I, I tend to use those pound things when I'm when I'm replying to those fill in the blank. Uh, tweets uh, and I do <laughs> I know I know it's kind of needy and uh, but they, they can be pretty good like you, you know those joke ones the, uh, oh, exactly, the yeah, yeah the, but I mean if they if you know if they if they work and they engage people I I just I agree with with uh, Sandra that it seems a little bit um, so let's see what it mentions in re- retweets use these to call out authors well yeah I think it's good I mean it's like I think it's a nice way to thank someone for following me or retweeting you rather than just do a pointless thanks for retweeting me I'd take a look and see, do they have some tweets of value that I could retweet? I think that's going to add more value to their Twitter than a, uh, than a simple thank you. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Because otherwise you're just, uh, you know, what's the point, right? Well, yeah, uh, you know, just a, a thank you tweet is just basically dead space on Twitter. It really doesn't add value to anything. Well, I guess it's polite, I guess. So you could... You could um, I don't, I don't know, I'd rather they retweet me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, especially for some people when they get, you know, you're getting 100 retweets and stuff like that for some of the bigger. I mean, how the hell do they thank everybody? And I, I've seen people do it, and then it takes up a whole stream on their Twitter. Yeah. And I say, like, okay, that's going to annoy all their other followers. Well, that's it. You get tired of it. Are they doing it manually, or are they using some tool to that sends out auto thank yous to? Well, I don't know. I think retweet. this one, they were actually doing it manually, because yeah. they look pretty customized. They're using yeah. a tool. It's probably their intern. But yeah, it's like, and also, yeah, th- those auto thank yous Most are likely. really dumb, as uh, Bonnie and I touched on it in Women Talking Tech, uh, talking about some of the top oh. 10 corporate social media fails. And American Airlines, of course, auto thanks. Thank you for, for t- you know, thank you for tweeting American Airlines. Yeah. We're so w- wonderful. And the tweet had been, you guys are absolute idiots you have the shittiest airline ever and then they auto tweet back this thank you for you know it's like it was totally inappropriate and just not a good idea that's no. like when you're on hold thank you for calling your call is important to us please you know it's like if my call's so fucking important answer the phone if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna use one of those automated systems like tweet adder or something like that don't use it for that that's like the worst possible thing you could do yeah no auto replying i really think that should be banned because you know it's just not a good idea no, it okay, just I'll take it and people can off. people can tell it's auto replied, and it's like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and well, and, no. and it and it really does emphasize the fact that you don't care and you're not there. Really, it's a, you're a robot when 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 that happens. Don't right? be a robot. Thank you for calling. <laughs> yeah, no, your, I th- I your think tweet is important. Yes, your tweet is important. Just like everybody else's. I think when everybody sets up uh, their Twitter account, everybody has their specific set of pitfalls, like Paul said. You know, you'll, you'll go click on links that says, see what everybody else is yeah. talking about you. You'll do the autofollow. I'm guilty of that. I've clicked on that those links. I've done autofollow, not autofollow, the auto Because uh, I've seen yous. I've seen autofollow uh, yeah. that has been, yeah, it's like aside from the American Airlines, but even, you know, people yeah. that we know, not anybody in this room, <laughs> but if we're doing autofollow and it is, you know, it didn't even make sense to yeah. the replete the, the, to the tweet they were replying to That's so right. yeah it's just so you mean auto re, auto uh, resp- auto reply auto, auto reply. responder yeah 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 no it's um so then we're now we're getting to the end and it's I, i've heard this many times and yeah it's like don't use the full 140 characters if you can leave 20 or so characters because you want somebody to be able to retweet and have room for their handle Yep, and that's I think that's a good idea. Actually, you'll be surprised if you have space left like if you are like 120 or 100 in the stream, it actually catches more attention because everybody's maxing theirs out. And people can and actually make oh, a yeah, comment. That's point. Yeah, yeah, and yours is shorter. It actually stands out. 
Yeah. It's hard to do, but yeah. it's worth trying for. Especially if you're not if you're following these rules and you can't abbreviate anything. Yeah, don't abbreviate. It, I, I still <laughs> I still disagree with the call to action. Put a square bracket. It's like really <clears throat> wow. what? This is the first time. No, I, 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 you know what? This this I haven't. I, I, I don't, now I that I think about it, I think I may have uh, seen it on Twitter, but it's not something I see regularly, and it's not yeah. something I've would never it really done. Call, would it really call you to action, or yeah, would it just no be kidding. like, okay, he's talking about his blog, big deal? Yeah, that's, uh, tell readers what you want them to do. Put square brackets around the deliverable to drive additional action. Blog! Like, how does that drive action? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, what yeah. could you say? What could you? Uh, how Buy could insurance. You <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just Bite takes me. it a step further. From well, important. Do your taxes. Earlier. Caution, maybe caution. But I mean, you wouldn't even need to put this square back. That seems like more of a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, do your taxes. I think if you capitalize uh, it instead of putting it into square brackets, it will uh, drive further action. Like for example, when I want someone to like my Facebook fan page, and I put like, or if I want someone to share it, I put share in big capital letters. So oh, I don't okay. know if the same principle apply to Twitter, but. It does seem to work on Facebook. I don't know. If somebody tells me to like their Facebook page, I kind of tend to ignore them and think, no, you need to provide some good value, and if I like it, I like it. But telling me to like it doesn't make me like it. Yeah, but um, it's interesting, though, because it does... Is that the same as a please retweet? When we we did that, when the social media club was here and we had that um, uh, HubSpot study on social media, um, the please retweet was one of them. And uh, asking people to share or like it actually did increase shares and likes. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. People People are sheep. Yep, yep. A lot of people are, Bleh. but uh, <laughs> yeah. This uh, this whole this whole you know those two square brackets that waste two characters that you could use for. Something I don't. Else. That doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah, I'd have to see more examples of the call to action, and maybe then it might make sense. But at the moment, I don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, whatever. So, is that the perfect tweet? What's the what? What's the consensus here? I don't know. The perfect tweet is good content that 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 speaks to your followers, whatever that may be, whatever mood they happen to be, and that drives them to contact you and go, "Hey, we need to talk." How would you how would you assess the perfect tweet? Would it be the tweet that gets retweeted the most? Would it be the tweet that that causes most people to start? I following think there's too you, many or? variables because I mean it really depends on the time of day and who happens to be looking at it, and you know whether the sun's shining, the dog barked, or their baby's been burped, or all the million things that can distract someone from noticing your tweet. So it's like it could be the most awesome, technically perfect tweet, but if it happens to go to the point when your best followers don't see it, and they haven't put kind of point, so, so then, it, then it's like it's like if your tweet falls in the forest and nobody retweets it, does it really? Did it really? Did it really happen? <laughs> did it really exist? But this uh, this this little di- this uh, blueprint for the perfect tweet wasn't talking about timing or anything like that. It was yeah, just like a lot the of structure. Variables. The yeah, structure there's a lot of variables the in the in the uh, yeah in, in, the, in the timing. Even the structure. I mean, if it's good content, you've got a link to a good. You know, to the good content. I don't think people are really going to give you, a shit. No, if, I don't think so either. And if you have yeah. a reputation and, providing ah, good, yeah. good yeah. content, yeah, and you have a re- yeah, that's, that's it. That's exactly yeah. what I was just going to say. That it, that that if you if you consistently put out good quality links uh, and and content, then people are going to trust you, and that's going to generate the yeah. the links. I think one thing that makes sense so it's like use your own voice in a professional way to add some add some personality. So it's like use your voice how you would normally speak to people. Yeah. You know, not, you know, try to sound professional when really you're, you know, dig ditches for a living. I think, I think when, when you hire interns, that's where the message gets uh, diluted. You can tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. That using your own voice really only works if your own voice is curtained to the point. Uh, 
I don't think so. Not really. Like, uh, I mean, Twitter forces you to be the to the point. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't. You can't. No, but you can waffle. still. You, no, but you can. You know. You, you but you can still put a little there's bit still of your shitty personality. There's still shitty it. tweets and there's still good tweets. So I mean, but it all all of it is still subjective. Hey, in the end, if they read it and retweet it, who gives a shit? <laughs> Actually, you know, most of the time, most of my tweets are are headlines from blogs that I that I'm just uh, sharing. Sometimes I rewrite them, but not always. If I like it, I'll just retweet it. Yeah, I'll rewrite, rewrite it. it. I'll only rewrite it if uh, if it's if it's a horrible headline, or if uh, on I have a little glitch with my with my buffer and and Zydap, it doesn't bring Business Insider uh, articles or a couple others, but mainly Business Insider. If I'm if I'm retweeting something from or sharing something from Business Insider, it just says that it just brings the link, nothing else. So then I have to type it out or create my own title so and that's kind of strange yeah yeah it's weird you would think that they would want something like their title or yeah yeah i don't know why i don't know why it is it's stripped uh-huh. out and it's only a couple couple blogs that that happens hmm. with so so andrew so did this happen today no this was uh, about a week or, oh, or so okay. ago uh, about uh, this is a uh, google we have a problem about dun, dun, dun. 150,000 google account holders woke up to a nightmare with all their email attachments and Google chat logs gone. This well, it was less than 0.08%. Yeah, less than 0.08%, but it still worked out to 150,000 people. Yeah, it sucks to be you. Th- this is the reason why somebody old school like me has always been shy about cloud. Hmm, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can always use Google Backup to back up your uh, Well, if you're using Google, Google and if you have your Google account set up to come in through your Outlook, then your emails are still going to be on your computer anyway. Yeah, but, then yeah, but why, that's no different. Then why even use out, uh, Gmail then? Yeah. Because then, like, the power of Gmail is the, is, is the web interface for yeah, me. But then, yeah, but your Outlook can just be kind of like your backup. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. Then that would, and actually, I do have that coming into my um, computer. I have it on... Um, um, After he disses it, he does it himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, but well, I never, I never actually do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. No, I, I have it there, and my emails go there, but I don't actually um, use it to check my emails. But is this any different than what Shaw did? I mean, Shaw. I mean, what did Shaw do? Well, they deleted emails. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a, a few couple of months ago or something like that. I can't delete, remember when it was. Mine. Sorry, what was that? Well, Shaw lost emails. They yeah, they, they had a yeah. hiccup and somebody went and hit the wrong button and whoa. Intern. Yeah, the I, intern. I, yeah, blame it on the intern. I, I do it and I get bitched at. Shaw does it and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, yeah. we're not saying it's okay, but you know, it's also too. Work. Sure. We all we all work in the tech world. We also you all bet. know this this shit can happen. Oh yeah. And but yeah, it's like you shouldn't be relying on someone else to back up your emails is I think a yeah. the bigger message, yeah. whether it's Gmail, whatever, you need to figure out some way because it's your emails. Ultimately, it's your responsibility, not Google. And if, not it's, just, if it's just a personal account, you know, you talk to your friends and stuff like that. Not a big not, deal. It might not be a big deal, but if it's your business account, yeah. That's why I have mine coming into Outlook, so it's stored on my PC. If I it? lose it, it's on my PC. That's my responsibility. This yeah. is why I tell business owners, get your own domain name, get yeah. your own hosting, and get your own email address. Don't rely yeah. on Gmail, Shaw, somebody else. Then once you have your own domain, you have full control on your email yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't mean, let your it depends on how you it use it because if the if the back end whoever you, whoever you're using is your email host you know crashes and loses everything then if you, yeah, you still need to be you still the, you need to, the emails need to be downloaded onto one of your systems yeah yeah you know, but, you, yeah, but you, your hosting account is in your control though nobody else will flush them for you 
Well, what if GoDaddy or web names or whatever dies? What their servers can break. If they, their, if their, they ser lose. their servers can you know can fail just as much as but just as much as Gmail or Shaw's can. When yeah. you think about this though, I mean Google lost all these, but doesn't Google have backups? Don't they? Well, yeah, they're trying to. They they're they're saying that they uh, they were trying to. Um, Restore, restore them, it. right? Yeah. But See, th I, I just read this line right when Andrew was talking. I said, Google engineers are working to restore full access. Why flush a system and then work on getting <laughs> access? Why not, you know, do, do it a bit systematically, I guess? There must have been an, an issue. Uh, I mean, instead of, flipping probably the instead of flipping the switch off, I would rather send the message to all the users saying, you got a month left. The system's going to go, uh, you know, get yeah. turned off. <clears throat> Might back, have caught back up your stuff now. It probably caught them by surprise. It was some, probably something that just happened. Like well, with FeedBurner, um, they accidentally didn't renew the, the domain for FeedBurner in Japan. <laughs> and every FeedBurner uh, account holder in, in Japan lost their feed. Nice. So that's one of the, uh, the uh, signs that maybe leading us to believe that FeedBurner is going to be next on the on the chopping block for uh, for Google, for uh, Google. I've heard that from two or three places saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, lots of uh, pretty much everybody's saying that now because um because uh Google um Google Reader's gone. Oh, yeah. Google Reader Bonnie is Bonnie was sad. Gone. <laughs> I think everybody's sad because uh the only reason why there's not a heck of a lot of um uh, a competition for for Google Reader is because Google Reader w was free for one. It was provided by Google, and who's going to compete with a free service from Google? So uh, everybody used Google Reader, and even the even the competitors who were kind of coming up with kind of a unique spins on Google Reader were using Google Reader to synchronize all of the data. So uh, there's only a few options that are that are viable alternatives to to FeedBurner, which one of them is Feedly. And they, in w as soon as Google announced this, within like the week, they had over over half a million new uh, bonus for Feedly. Yeah. Until Google buys them. No, it would have been <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what they'll try and do now. Well, why would they? Why would they do that? Why would they close their service down uh, to increase the value of another service so they pay a higher price? Now, refresh my memory real quick. Google Reader was just an aggregator for news, wasn't it? No. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. It, but it, it's it's a you can subscribe by RSS and kind of uh, like Zeit or Zeit or whatever you want to call it. Well, podcasting is um, is based on RSS, so you subscribe to a sh to a show with whatever app you're using, or or you can even do it in Google Reader or. or um, so now they could do what Zeit or what Net Vibes and. Yeah, Bonnie yeah. was saying that she um, that she she's she switched over to Net Vibes. And I've had I have a NetVibes account from way back, and I I saw that more as kind of a, almost like a Rebel Mouse or um, kind of a iGoogle kind of a, a a page where you have your your widget your widgetized uh, social life on a on a page kind of thing. Um, I I didn't see it as an actual uh, reader like a like a RSS reader until I actually looked into it, and yeah, you can use it like that. Yeah, so interesting. That's cool. But uh, Feedly, I signed up for that, and it kind of—it's a little bit more—it's fa fancier than than Google Reader. Google Reader is just like very simple: boom, boom, boom. There's all the posts that you follow. Uh, but then I—I uh, I was listening to Twit and the chat room in This Week in Tech. Someone said on Feedly, just go to the All tab in within Feedly, and it looks almost just like Google Reader. And if you 
go by uh, by niche topic, it brings it up more like a magazine. So, yeah. So Google Reader is is going bye bye. Nobody here uses Google Reader. No. No. Hence the Bonnie <laughs> did, but she's not debtor. here to speak up. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. So we one little thing we missed earlier. Oh, I think that's uh, that we'll do that next. Uh, oh, that next for, week? Oh, that for next I week. I think, yeah. Oh, alrighty then. Yeah. So now we know how to write the perfect tweet. We know how to write the perfect tweet. We know. Well, we can back up our Gmail too, because they've got an app for that. Yeah, Gmail backup. It's called, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's important, it's work. Yeah, you better back it up because it's it's your stuff. You're responsible for it. Yep. So you just go to Gmail backup. It's an app for Mac, PC. Linux, and uh, speaking of kind of cool little apps and programs, um, Bonnie turned me on to this this week because I've been kind of on the eye, on the, I had my eye out for a new CRM, and I wanted something that's easy to use. I wanted something online because uh, well, I'm pretty technical. Some of the associates I have aren't, so it, this needs to be ultimately loser friendly because when you're dealing with pe- people that are pure salespeople, they do not want something difficult. Did you say loser friendly? Yes, that's back, that's back from my tech days. That's and her, yes, uh, that's, that is a term. That's her favorite uh, saying. That is a term. But it's like, so uh, she hooked me on to this little company called Nimble. Nimble. As in Jack B. Nimble. Mm-hmm. And Nimble is pretty cool. I mean, you can, you can do a free, uh, basic free personal account. Um, and what it does is when you set up a Nimble account and you bring in someone, if you just put in their name, their email address, Nimble automatically looks and lets you know, hey, here's their Facebook page, here's their Google Plus page, here's their Twitter uh, profile, and you can add that all in. So it's like, and it'll automatically integrate. You can bring in from your Gmail or your other email, and you can also bring in your LinkedIn contacts, you can bring in your, your Google Calendar, and you can, you can bring in your Twitter contacts, although I don't know why necessarily you'd want to do that, but you can, so it's like you don't have to do a bunch of data entry, it's basically all there. Wow. And, then you, and then you can tag them, so you can you know, do your all, all your own tags, and not only can you set up appointments and have your calendar, uh, put notes in for each client, uh, but you know, it's like it's it also tracks your your interaction with them on social media and your emails with them, and it's just slick as anything. So I'm in the process of setting it up for a basic uh, paid user account, fifteen bucks a month. But man, you know, for the ease of use, and you can put deals in and all this kind of stuff. So it is really kick ass. I'm playing around with it and pretty happy with it so far. I looked at some online CRMs like Zoho and a few others, but did you try Sugar CRM? Sugar? Yeah. No, it's a it's a free uh, your hosting company. If you go to the C panel, usually has one where you can install it for free. And I don't I haven't I've very limited knowledge of it. I've you I've started using it, and then I went back to uh, I, I was using one called Microsoft Dynamics because it sort of plugs mm. into yeah Microsoft Outlook. Dynamics is pretty awesome yeah but yeah but, lo- uh, but a little bit more complicated though we're looking for something yeah yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah we wanted something online and easy so yeah. if one of what our associates uh, is away we can add them on and they can take care of things while we're gone what about High Rise have you tried that no not yet High Rise is apparently uh, fairly simple it, it it doesn't have the complexity of Salesforce and, and I'm just amazed at how the ease of Nimble because basically even with somebody we tried it just with somebody's name. And it managed to say, okay, here's people with this name that have, here's their Facebook, here's this and that. And we were able to build a profile with them with just their name. So it's a good stalker tool. It's a great stalker tool. It's actually a little bit freaky. But I mean, it's all your online social media profile. So it's not like there's anything that you... Public data. It is public data. 
yeah. didn't find anything that shouldn't have found. Right. Unless they shouldn't have put it on there in the first place. Yeah, exactly. But it's pretty slick, and I'm pretty 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 excited about there it. There was one I saw on Facebook, and I can't remember the bloody name of it. That was a new one. It was kind of like HubSpot, but designed for small business. And I, it, I think it had Hub in the name, like Hub Z or something. I don't know if okay. anybody saw that. Not BizHub, was it? No, no, not BizHub. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't remember, but I know there's quite a few of them out there. Um, the the one that I'm familiar with is High Rise. It's uh, by Thirty Seven Signals. High Rise. I gotta yeah. check that out. That's, that's uh, funny. We were talking about CRMs because this afternoon I was looking at Outlook, and I was entering somebody's contact info from a business card, and I was entering phone number, fax number. For a split second, it paused, and I was I was like, "Who uses fax, anyways?" But anyways, <laughs> I was thinking I, I use Microsoft Outlook 2010, and I was thinking how how many versions is it going to take for Microsoft to have LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the social media uh, mm-hmm. fields in there? Well, um, I use Reportive. So Reportive is a Gmail app that, that um, or an add-on to Gmail that, that uh, when someone, gets it, send, someone sends you an email, it aggregates all their social data. Oh. So if you send me an email in my right-hand column and within my Gmail, I'd see your last tweet. Nice. I'd see, I'd see and everything uh, related. Whoa! Bob and Marcel. Sorry, Bob, have you're going to have to wait for the second show. See what happens when you leave the door unlocked? Bob and Marcel have arrived. I call shotgun, Bob. And we got beer. Yeah. It's a reportive, T I V E. Reportive, yeah. It's a, it's a okay. really cool app. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so high rise. And what was the one you mentioned, Sanj? Uh, sugar. Sugar, just yeah. like sugar. Sugar CRM. Yeah. Cool. I got an invite to uh, Medium today. Anybody try that yet? Mm-mm. It's Twitter's new, uh, the founders of Twitter, they, they, they started Blogger, then they started Twitter, and now they've started this one called Medium, which is uh, sharing ideas and experiences that move humanity forward. And basically, it's like a Tumblr. It looks like Tumblr, but it's, it's linked to your Twitter account, and um, I don't know. It just seems, uh, it says for people who have more to say than 140 characters, so... I don't know what they're trying to do with it. It kind of looks kind of cool, the platform. But um, that'll be interesting. I'll play with it and see what it's... Is it, it, is it like. just me or does it feel Bob like Twitter has gone stagnant? <laughs> feel what? Has Twitter yeah. gone stagnant? Like Compared to what? Uh, well, you know, Facebook is always monkeying around, doing something, changing layouts, I don't know. If it, I think it's, if it's not broken, do you have to fix it? I guess so. I guess so. Look one, how many one, people Facebook pisses off every time they have a brain fart and change it. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm yeah, but this, but the thing is, uh, on that note, if you actually went took Facebook and put it back to what it was originally, everyone would freak out because they would well, lose I think all the Facebook people need have. to remember it's not a platform you use; you are the platform it uses. I think well, you know people get pissed off whenever Facebook changes anything, but once the change is there and they're used to it, they like it. Yeah, people always whine about change. But yeah. you know how it's funny how f- uh, Google Plus is always trying to be Facebook. Facebook is trying to be Twitter. Twitter is trying to be you know like they're all copying features from each other. Why is Facebook not copying the favorite? I miss the favorites. Like you know on Twitter, if Margaret sends me something, Andrew sends me something, uh, there's a link that I like to a blog page. I'll favorite it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, like six months later, I can go back and look at my favorites because it's there. Yeah. Well, In isn't Facebook, that what like is? Who's whose voice is that? Yeah, but, but What's up, bro? yeah, but your likes get Marcel. lost in yeah. the in the in the filter. They yeah. don't. You can't go and look at all your top likes. Well, I yeah. mean, Facebook is bringing in hashtags officially soon, so it's a matter of time. <clears throat> cool. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's get the word on 
the Game of Thrones pre-screening. We, we've got our uh, reporters who are just over there, and they're going to spill all the beans before they're allowed to even speak about it. Because, well, you know uh, what? I'd, I'd like Bob to start this one. Oh, great. I don't know, Mark. I'm just going to talk real loud. I'll really? Share. Is this what we're doing? <laughs> no, you don't have to say anything that you're not allowed to say. Um, actually, this is just no spoilers. There was no spoilers. I believe in you, Bob. Do me proud. You know what? There was no spoilers because there was... Oh, wait. Bob, get on the mic. Hi there, Bob here. Okay, so why don't you just tell us? I, I briefly said it, it earlier in the show where you were, but why don't you just uh, explain so that uh, give us a little recap of what you guys were doing? Today. All right, cool. Um, oh, okay, I'm gonna do this. Well, uh, I'll give you a bit of a Mike, recap Mike while Bob's headless. trying to figure out his thing. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what she because said. it's Marcel's gig. Marcel did it. Kind of. Um, by sheer random happenstance and uh, luck, and also I'm very attractive. So we got into the advanced screening <laughs> so of Game modest. of Thrones, uh, watched it 12 days early, that's pretty sweet. And uh, we did so without even being extreme fans, which is also pretty sweet. And uh, it was really, really nice. Uh, the screening was great. Uh, we had a fun cocktail thingy after with a bunch of random people, and we got free booze, and they gave us uh, lovely gift baskets with like Blu-ray sets and uh, Game of Thrones beer. That's pretty sweet. I am extremely thankful. And Bob, what did you think of the premiere? Uh, it was, um, you know, it was a premiere. You go in there, you get your popcorn. What did you think of the show? Oh, oh, oh okay. without without giving anything away, anything anyway. away. Not that much happened, which we could give away. Without doing so, please, uh, what did you think? Well, you know what? It, it's it's this is like season three of probably fifty seasons. So what are you going to see in one show that introduces introduces a new season? And I think Marcel. Uh, basically summed up perfectly it's like we're being reintroduced to all the characters like you know if you watch regular tv it's like you watch a show and then at the end of the season then there's nothing and really there is nothing and there are so many characters in the show you actually forget what was going on you remember the last scene oh yeah there's the 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 Walking Dead. Oh, sorry, but they, they're basically it is like Walking Dead. Bunch of zombies, and there's the little chubby guy that I like, and uh, he's gonna is he gonna die or not? And then boom, it's oh well, it was one more scene, but then it's over, and that's what I remember. And then we start the series. It's like oh my god, there was dragons. I forgot about the dragons. Yeah, the dragon lady. And then there's uh, <laughs> who's the king? I hate him. The little Joffrey? asshole. Joffrey, what a jerk. And it, oh yeah, that I hate him. I'd forgotten how much I hated him. Die, and, uh, die. What was interesting for me was it reintroduced all these characters and the emotions attached to them. So I think it did a good job in building up my expectations. So, okay, yeah, I, I, I have, I've invested in these guys. I've invested many, many hours in these guys. So I remember why I invested all those hours. So yeah, maybe I'll give the next show a try. But it wasn't like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. They killed who and oh, and those explosions and oh my, that dragonator what? That but never they say, happened. They that never that, happened. They saved that for the end of the season, though. Yeah. Okay, here's the biggest spoiler: the beheadings. A dragonator fish. I mean, boo! That was about the biggest. But the coolest thing about it, he'd flip in the air and he burnt the fish and then he ate it. Is Bob, that a spoiler? I, I think that's we're called gonna barbecue. Get sued. We're going to get sued if we discuss spoilers, Bob. That's very delicate information you're revealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whose fish was it? Okay, so how did you? How did it so was how did the you oceans? How did you end up there from Crazy TV Talk, or was it? Uh, it was Marcel, and basically it was it was a, an office thing because there were a lot of people from his office there. One other uh, person from my office. One. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay, but you got a big office. There was people from Telus. There was people from Shaw. I was so confused. 
but I'm usually pretty confused. Uh, there were some really good-looking guys there. Eh, Marcel, huh? huh? There were no, some there hotties. Were yeah, why not? We're talking like uh, Misconnections Craigslist uh, stuff going on there. It's pretty good. And uh, there, were, <laughs> there were some girls. My favorite girl was the girl that dressed up as a Canadian. Lumberjack with a two. Oh. Awesome. That's her normal wear. Bob was all about the ladies. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, I was like, at, I was, man, I was that schmoozing. At Bob, that's a lesbian. <laughs> so I'm going to rant about the Game of Thrones from here briefly, and then I'll let yes. you guys have your show back. It's an intellectual um, version. Yeah, I guess. Uh, now, I'm the guy that doesn't like Game of Thrones that much. I think it's uh, a little bit dry, and it takes its dear sweet time with everything. And there's no gay and characters. Personally, like, I think having dozens of characters and having a bunch of locations doesn't necessarily mean that the writing is good. And uh, I don't think the writing's bad, but it certainly does plot on here and there. There's lots of fun surprises. But um, I, I think sometimes it gives into indulgence, where we'll have scene after scene of nothing particularly happening. And uh, you can make the argument like, oh, they're establishing oh stuff for God. later. And sure, they are. But uh, many of these scenes accomplish nothing. And, and it was an entertaining premiere in that they, uh, they made it a point to show everybody. You don't yep. get everybody in every episode. This time they were like, everybody. You know, just reminder where they are, what they're thinking, what they're doing. They didn't particularly do anything interesting with most of them. But, you know, it was neat to see everybody. And uh, I, I, I thought it was solidly okay. But... Um, as someone who criticizes the show an awful lot, I thought season two really picked it up on the pacing side, and this kind of felt like... I get the idea. They're showing a snapshots of everybody, but it was uh, a little bit... Nothing much going on, but apparently book three is the one where all the stuff happened, so I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So hopefully it, it does improve. I think it will. This was really just like a, a drink before the war, I, I, I guess. But uh, yeah, not bad. Well, okay, I, I want to ask you... Um, Who's your favorite character? Is it the little short guy, Joffrey? Is it not Joffrey? Uh, uh, who's the little short dude? The, 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 his favorite Tyrion. character is the fish. Thank Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. Who's your favorite guy? I mean, I don't really have a favorite. Like, I like Tyrion. Um, and you just said his name, the uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. I like Joffrey. And I like you the, like Joffrey as a character. They're oh, in, they're interesting. He's such a okay, you know? so um, would you date Joffrey? I'm gonna reel sure. it back to uh, TMI. Project Since this is not TV crazy TV talk, talk. but actually yeah. before yeah, I think we're good. Before we, before we reel it back to the Bunker Project, I saw on the Crazy TV Talk uh, Google Plus comments or, or uh, show notes for when you're gonna talk about next time. You 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 put some web shows on there, and one of them. Looked kind of interesting. Uh, Guidestones. Oh, what's, what's that all about? Um, I know very little about it, uh, but I do know we're having. Uh, oh my god, I forgot her name. Is it a. We just had her on the Hangout. I met her here. We're interviewing her on Sunday. Well, she's going to hate me. Stephanie! We're having Stephanie on. Um, I believe she does something or other for Guidestones or is just a massive fan, but we're having her on on Sunday. She's going to talk a lot about that. Awesome. Cool. Sounds cool. Yeah, that one kind of caught my eye. It looked interesting. And that, that's, it's a web series, so it's actually not... I'm going to hijack your show for five more seconds. Does anybody have a micro USB charger, by chance, that I could use? I'm sure I do in my bag. Uh, I will pay you back in kind. All right. <laughs> for a mini charger. Okay, so Bonnie's here. We're ending the show now, but we'll just get Bonnie on the mic. Cause, uh, oh, my God, you're so efficient. It's only 8.30. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're not here, Bob. Yeah, he upgraded his co-host. So, Bonnie, what, what have you been doing this evening? I heard you were in this high-powered business meeting. Yeah, with my business coach. Oh, cool. I know. We had <coughs> words. 
<laughs> you know, we, you missed out because we Usually. talked about the perfect tweet and also the demise of Google Reader. And I tried to, you know, speak up for you, but oh, we, we the missed perfect you. tweet. Can I just talk about that? Yes. Sure, go ahead. It's a, you've seen it, right? It's there. It's there if you want to refer to it quickly. I have seen we, it. We dissed it. <laughs> Come on. What about those square brackets? What a what a bunch of bullshit. Square brackets, bullshit. Square brackets around around the call to action. I've. I've it's really bad if Bonnie says bullshit. The call I'm to action is to link on the frickin' link. I mean, click on the frickin' link. I'm sorry, not, guys. I'm know. late to the party. I don't know what you're talking about. Why is Bonnie so ups- so upset? I just no, would no, like to know. I'm not. I'm. Uh, I have seen this thing. Would you give me a break? What a bunch of bullshit. It's just somebody pretending that they know what they're doing. We already picked it <laughs> apart bit by bit. Don't oh, worry. Oh, okay. Well, it's not even worth picking well, what apart. What about newbies? What about people that don't know about Twitter? Isn't that a good hip tips? There was a oh, few, there was so a, no, there was a few good tips, and we d- we did agree with the things that that are worth agreeing with. But oh, I'm sure there is the rest of the things. Yeah, the things that we thought were bullshit, we we called like, them as bullshit. Yeah, speaking, you know, a good one is speaking in your own voice. Speaking in your own voice, yeah. It's like but you if your own, but douche, if you're a douchebag, douchebag, can you really hide it though? If you're douchebag. Can you mask that? Yeah, you know, it's I, marketing. Su- surprisingly, <laughs> some <laughs> marketing. Su- surprisingly, some of them can. You can't. You can't Actually, do it. Actually, embrace me. it. Embrace it, and you'll get more followers. Well, you know, if you yeah. want to be followed by douchebags, be a douchebag, and it'll no, work out. Well, it depends on what you are, right? If no, you're like you, a comic or something, you can be a douchebag, and people will probably follow you. No, but yeah. there's idiots, and then there's idiots. Yeah. Truly, can you not put? That's okay. We can compete against them, and it's brackets? okay. Yeah, let's be honest with that. The brackets. No, it's content. There is no such thing as put the link here. Don't use RT. I mean, I saw all of that stuff. If your message is crap, then doing all of this is not going to do any good. Yeah, we'd agree. It's we'd agree. Truly, we'd agree I mean, this is yeah. teaching people the mechanics of social media. Give me a break. If you read the manual, you'll figure it out yourself. It's what's your mindset? What's your message? Not put the links here. Anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop now. You know what? I totally agree, Bonnie. But remember, we are on the bleeding edge, the cutting edge of what's going on. We've been doing Twitter forever. I was sitting there in the audience just before I said, please. Do not use your phone to record the premiere. Like, duh. But there's a girl right beside me, and the guy whips out his phone and starts using Twitter. And she says, oh, Twitter, I should get into that. So there's lots of people out there who have no idea what Twitter's about. And all they know is 140 characters. And when they start doing Twitter, they will cram 147 characters in it. So I think this little blueprint, because it's on Facebook, let's face it, that's really where a lot of those people hang out. It's, it's like, oh, okay. I'm a newbie in social media. I got my Facebook account. I got my 27 friends and Twitter. I'm going to get my Twitter account. What do I need to do? I think it would get them in the right direction. Don't you think? And on that note. It's better than nothing. You can join the conversation Not just much. like Paul the Rock God did by calling one 636 1474 and we'll play your message in the show. Listen to us on iTunes iTunes, Pocket Casts, Dogcatcher, and all... SocialMediaUncensored.com Yeah, UncensoredSocialUnderground.com And we'll see you again next week. Same bunker time, same bunker station. Same bunker lunatics.
but it doesn't turn lower when I do it.